With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is our communique. I'm your host, Mike Smith, and we're talking with uh, Chillicothe Mayor Luke Feeney. Mayor, welcome. Morning, Mike. Something we wanted to start out with that you were just uh, talking to me off air about, uh, the CARES Act. That is money that the Congress uh, approved to try to help uh, municipalities, uh, local state government, uh, deal with the expense of uh, COVID-19, a lot of the extra things. But there's a lot of strings attached to that. And you were telling me uh, that money that has come to the municipality of Chillicothe, you know, some of those strings makes it a little difficult to know how you can use it. Yeah, you know, the biggest, the biggest I think, frustration that we have in local government, and that's whether it's the city or townships or the county, is that we've all been hit with revenue loss. So for the city, it's it's a loss of income tax. For the county, the sales tax might be down, and so on and so forth. And so, the the major the, the major string, maybe it's even a rope, is that we can't use the CARES Act money for revenue replacement. Uh, we can only use it for costs that were incurred essentially that were not budgeted for to begin the year. Um, and so last night at City Council, uh, listeners are hearing this Sunday. But Monday night at City Council, we talked to Council about making sure that we get this money out to the community. And one big way we'll be doing that um, is through grants to organizations that already help people. And I'll give you a couple examples. The Ross County Commissioners um, have set aside two really big chunks of money. Uh, One chunk for uh, helping with utility payments, specifically water. So if listeners are in need of help uh, paying for water, they can reach out to um, community action or job and family services, and also rental assistance. Both of those uh, the commissioners have set aside money for. Um, and so we're, we're continuing to look for ways to partner with community agencies. Uh, we're also working through a small business uh, grant to make sure that every single dollar of CARES Act money that came into the city is used or into the community is used here locally. I think there's a very large risk that some of it gets uh, circulated back to the state of the feds and we want to make sure that it's used to the benefit of this community. When I ask about the money, we because we hear so much on the, the national news about evictions, uh, at least getting money to the landlords so that they don't lose money for forgiving uh, rent monies, that's a different fund altogether? Yeah, the the um, the way that it's, it has to flow here in Ross County, and I think that um, some communities may be different, but... Um, tenants who are either facing eviction um, or are behind on their rent can come uh, to Community Action, to Job and Family Services to apply for assistance. You know, the major thing is um, we don't want them to be evicted, but we also, if, if they've lost their job because of COVID-19 or whatever other economic um, situation, uh, just catching up on rent is, is great, but we want to make sure that they're not evicted the next month because they still don't have a means to pay. And I think that's a significant concern here in the community. And so, um, you know, there's been, there's been various, um, there was a moratorium on evictions. Um, and then even here recently, I think the CDC put out something on evictions. 
And of course, we've just gotten through, you know, it's a, it's a nice cool morning this morning. We're going to come into the winter. Um, and so uh, evictions and homelessness is, is such a, uh, it's always a concern, but during the wintertime, it, it um, becomes even more important to make sure people are housed. And so um, emergency homeless shelters is something else we're looking into. So this is something that basically a lot of cities of our size, you know, the Washington Courthouse, Hillsborough, Greenfield, Chillicothe, Waverly, Circleville, you're, you're all seeing pretty much the same thing. Absolutely. And, you know, it's nice in southeastern Ohio, we have a, a mayor's group and we get together and brainstorm and um, talk through sort of, so what are you doing with this money? How are you using it? I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, the village of Wellston uh, used uh, a, a small chunk of their money to make city council um, meetings more accessible, better video production, because for the past six months we've been doing these on video. And um, so it, you do have to get somewhat creative, uh, you know, sort of pause your day and think, you know, what are the things that even though we're four or five months in, what have we had to change? What have those expenses been? You know, remote remote work is such a big thing right now. You know, does the city have a VPN and all these technical things that um, really would make uh, efficiency and service to the community much better? But you really have to pause and think through those things and, and make sure, like I said, that we are uh, spending that money before it runs out, which is December 31st. But it is nice, like you mentioned, all, all of our neighbors going through the same thing. So uh, we're able to lean on our peers and, and figure out the creative ways that they're helping their communities, too. When we look around uh, Chillicothe, Ross County, uh, you know, some things have slowly started to, to reanimate, so to speak, businesses, uh, things of that nature, yet there are other stores, uh, restaurants, uh, some of them that, that have not opened to in-person dining. They're still doing the drive through that sort of thing. Uh, are you hearing any help us type questions or comments from local business? You know, I'll give credit uh, to the Chamber of Commerce. I think um, they, uh, that organization is a great sort of advocate collectively for businesses. I have a great relationship with Mike. And so uh, I'll give you an example. J- just, you know, as we speak, the commissioners and myself and Mike are working through a grant program uh, to those businesses that need help. Um, but it's nice because he can kind of take the temperature and aggregate, uh, I won't even say complaints, it's, it's just the nature of the world today, uh, the struggles that, that folks are going through. And he and I meet and talk fairly regularly so they can, they can, he can get information to me. And, you know, that's not just for all chamber members. I think he does a good job of, of advocating for the business community as a whole. But I do hear, you know, just, just little things. And I, I think that the business owners do a good job of saying, you know, here's something that could help us. You know, right now we're working through parking downtown. And, um, you know, the example of the 10-minute the carryout parking is just something that we just listened and mm-hmm. thought this might help. And uh, I think that on the government side, I think we've tried to be more flexible. And I think certainly on the business side, I, I, it's been incredible to watch businesses adjust on the fly. Uh, it'd be one thing if you had a couple years to plan for um, you're changing your entire business model. But we've seen some incredible uh, ingenuity and, and creative thinking on the, on the fly. So kudos to those businesses for, for keeping us fed and um, keeping their folks employed. Well, uh, we're talking a lot of here about retail, but what are you hearing from industry? Yeah, so I think um, it's been interesting. One of the, one of the major uh, blessings for our community was that um, 
the paper mill really didn't slow down. Um, Kenworth, of course, um, closed for a time. Uh, and really, I had a tour out there uh, uh, about the, you know, just looking through all the protocols that they put in place. Really sort of impressive stuff. You know, they have engineers on hand who engineer new ways to do production. And I think it slowed things down. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. For them, uh, you know, when they came back, I don't think that they were at previous levels. Um, but I think it's been great to have partnerships like that, too, because... I'll give you an example at Kenworth. You know, one of the protocols that they talked to me about was, um, you know, of course, they're screening people and taking temperatures and doing those important things. Um, but something they put in place that, that we found helpful is that if somebody calls off work for any reason, uh, it's good to have a screening when they come back, even though they don't tell us why or it's just a day or whatever it might be, because then you might be able to catch something along the way. And so leaning on leaning on industry and leaning on those those entities that have best, best practices developed, whether it's locally or at a corporate level, has been helpful. So uh, I think locally we've been blessed that all of our, our major employers, A, none have, you know, really been put out of business. Um, and places like the hospital in Kenworth and the paper mill are, um, are really ramped back up right now. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Chillicothe Mayor uh, Luke Feeney here on our communique. Uh, as far as the city employees are concerned, many of them, uh, office workers, have been working from uh, home, working virtually. But those like in, in maintenance, those people that are uh, out having to take up garbage, things of that nature, they can't do that. Um, without going into personal details, because that's obviously protected by law. But have we had a, a number of... Uh, uh, city employees that have gotten ill, or have we stayed pretty healthy? That's a good question. You know, we we started off by sort of breaking just about every division, whether it was office worker or uh, you know outdoor maintenance type of worker, into teams, so that if there was sort of a an infection on one side, the other team was separated. Um, and uh, knock on wood, but we've been blessed and and have not had. Uh, any significant um, issues. I think I'll give, I'll give those employees a lot of credit. They've been careful. They've been wearing masks. And even in situations where they're riding around in, in you know, the cab of a truck together, uh, doing their best to sanitize and, and stay healthy. Um, we are back to um, 100% on-site work. Um, but the nice thing is that we do have some flexibility. If somebody does have to go out of town for a trip or something like that, because we have remote work possibility, we can sort of say, stay home for a week and do your work. Um, but no, no significant out- outbreaks um, or, uh, you know, COVID uh, diagnosis uh, through our employees. They are all still, or a large chunk of them are still only working four days a week uh, for cost-saving measures, and that has saved, last I checked with the auditor, uh, north of $100,000 because of, because of their shared sacrifice. Um, and really, that was something that uh, they really stepped up. Uh, we avoided, completely avoided layoffs. Um, and, you know, we hope that the, the economic picture um, bounces back in 2021. But their, their sacrifice has enabled us to really sort of steady the year. 
It's that time of year anyway that people ordinarily would start seeing um, uh, drug stores, uh, their doctors urging them to get influenza shots. Well, the message that's being ramped up right now is if you haven't been getting influenza shots, this is the year to get it because if you were to get influenza and COVID-19 at the same time, you could really, really be in trouble. Absolutely. I think I think probably all of us are more, more conscious of public health than ever before. But, um, you know, I'll share with you one of my big concerns is that uh, if you think through flu symptoms and, and what that looks like when you get the flu or even a bad cold this time of year, uh, it's going to be really hard to differentiate those symptoms between COVID uh, and the flu. And then you think through employers and you think through the school districts and um, how nurses and how families are going to uh, be able to adjust because really, if you have the flu symptoms, um, you know there's there's going to be very, it's going to be very hard to differentiate that between COVID, and I think most employers are going to ask people to stay home. Same for schools, sending the kids home, and so um, the, maybe <laughs> this year more than any other time in history, getting that flu shot will be so important. I'm hopeful that um, the fact that we're all wearing masks and, and taking extra precautions means that flu is also less likely to spread. I think that's a natural conclusion. Uh, and so hopefully we um, are blessed in that way that it doesn't spread like it could. Uh, but it is, a, it is a major area of concern uh, for not only health, but the economy and just schools and just about every aspect of our life. Somebody was asking the other day, because the, the Halloween parade was canceled, but someone was asking, we haven't heard anything about Beggar's Night. <laughs> well, I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you have, yes. You know, I'll be honest. Um, a month ago, I would have told you it, we were certainly going to cancel it. Um, but in talking to uh, folks in the community, I'm I'm committed to at least working with the health district to find out if there's a way to do it in a safe manner. Um, I think that one thing that we know over the past several months is that uh, things can change on a dime. And so I understand that families need to plan ahead for the end of October, and and, um, I respect that. But if we can wait a couple more weeks and make sure we make a decision that is, uh, you know, the healthiest decision, you know, really what we're balancing is, is fun for children against public health, and I think public health will always win. But if we can figure out a way to do it safely, I think that'd be a nice treat for the, for the community. I think that, um, you know, people forget, it seems like every year it's a challenge, you know, even that week of dealing with the weather. Right. I, think, I think it was actually last week we moved, or last year, we moved from a Thursday to a Saturday. And, you know, there, are, there have been periods in, in the time that I've been mayor that go pretty smoothly, and then <laughs> some of the some of the most stressful times for me have been, you know, whether or not to move Halloween or whether or not to <laughs> cancel the, the fireworks because of um, thunderstorms. And so we will do our best. Uh, we will certainly do our best to make the right decision for the community. Uh, that decision has not been finalized yet. Okay. I guess if, if there's one advantage other than the, the bad weather is that it is an outdoor activity, and that's what they're telling us, if at all possible, do things outdoors. Absolutely. I think... I think the outdoor aspect of it, the fact that half the kids are wearing masks anyway. Right. right. <laughs> but, um, you know, the thing, the thing that I just picture, you know, I know my kids, and um, 
I know it's difficult to know <laughs> what their hands are doing at any given time. Sticking those those hands into a candy bowl <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> gives me uh, a little bit of pause. But yeah. I think that there could be a way to figure out uh, a way to do it in a safe manner for the community. We're, we're going to keep working on that. And I think one of the things that we've learned is uh, you in this business know well communication is so important. And so the city and the county and the health district, we're all trying to um, communicate better in this time. And uh, between radio and newspapers, sort of traditional methods, and then you know Facebook being sort of ever-present these days, if we can communicate better why we're doing things, how to do them, uh, I think the, the, the community be- definitely is, is better off in the long run. So we'll keep working on our communication as well. And we'll look for that word to come uh, here in the next few weeks or so. Chillicothe Mayor Luke Feeney, our guest on the Communique.